now. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. It's our Heritage Acres Fall Harvest Fair weekend edition of Tech Talk. Welcome aboard, whether you're listening to us live on Saturday, September 16th, or Sunday afternoon, the 17th, or to a podcast. You've also got lots of other things to do this weekend. If you want to pick up the podcast, the Cowichan Exhibition is on. Thanks for telling us about that, Carol. Rifflandia 2, the second weekend. Sandwich Fire has an open house at their main station out on, as you go on the highway, and of course on Sunday, the Terry Fox Run. Glad to have you aboard, however, whenever, wherever you are with us. Us this weekend is myself, Alan Perry. Kyle Wilson. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. How's our TV star? It was fun. Some of you may have seen Kyle while we were on the air last weekend. Kyle was doing a a live hit, as they call it, in TV on Global News, talking about all the important security updates that came out for Apple devices and why they were so important. Yeah, it was really fun. And that's also item number 40 in the show notes. Yes, yeah, I put the video in there for you because I thought you explained it really well. The anchor at Global Vancouver seemed quite impressed with your analogy. Thank you. So, And on the top of that, because of the severity of those security holes... Oh, well, first of all, we should say... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, welcome, I'm Brian Pavlicic as well. My brain oh, is elsewhere. Oh, no problem. So I'm now a homestay parent, and so I'm getting compartmentalized brain. Who's going to rowing? Who's cooking dinner? Go to parent teacher. All that stuff. It's like so. your equivalent of baby brain. You get like you lose yeah. IQ points. <laughs> yeah, I'm really learning that I have to focus on other stuff too. Anyway, because of the severity of the security holes for which Apple released patches last week, Kyle, Apple has now found a way to release matching security patches for older devices. Yes, it's really a great thing that they've done that. They do occasionally do that where they release updates yep. for previous ones. This will be the iPhone... Uh, the 15.7.9. Now, this go. is for iPhone 6S, 7, iPhone SE 1st Generation, iPad Air 2, iPad Mini 4th Gen, or an iPad Touch 7th Gen. So they found a way to make it work. They couldn't do it at the same time as the critical ones, but they did. The code writers found a way to make this work. And this is really important, as you explained uh, on the global segment there. If your device is too old to get even these special updates for unsupported devices, be aware that hackers can now use Pegasus and BlastPass malware to get into your device without having to trick you into doing anything, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Exactly. Except update. Or if you don't have a device that can be updated... Uh, it's something to look into getting a newer device. It doesn't necessarily need to be the latest, but yep. just newer. Yeah, that's a gentle warning, right? <laughs> Not from us, but from the technology world out there. If yeah. your device can't be upgraded even to these updates, so anything earlier than an iPhone 6S in particular, mm-hmm. you really, really need to replace it. How far up would you guys go? Because obviously I'm of the opinion that you always just get the latest one because then you actually get that full amount of time with it. Because mm-hmm. if you buy something four years down the line, you're three years away from falling off the end of the... Yeah. Well, Apple did do their big dog and pony show. And apologies for the length of the notes this week. For those of you who already looked, not a lot of pictures this time, a couple at the bottom. But I tried to give you the details on the new devices that Apple announced, including the new operating systems, so you can make it a decision on mm-hmm. whether it's worth paying the extra money because the iPhone 15 models, they're saying in the U.S. that they didn't raise the price. Yep. In Canada, they incrementally increase the price to offset the currency exchange. So the iPhone 15 models are $30 more. Okay. The iPhone 15 Pro models are $100 more. So that sounds like a price increase, but if you do the currency exchange, 
Yeah, right. it, it, it's on par. We were right because they're a not in the business deal. of adjusting the adjusting with the exchange all the time. They just set it when the device comes out. Exactly that. Yeah. So, would you recommend? So let's talk about that. Well, I tell you what. Let's hold that thought because I want to yeah. go through in length some of the some of the stuff that's there on each of the new models, so you can decide which one you would get, and also the new operating systems. The number one thing we'll say about the operating systems. They come out on Monday. iPhone and iPad. Brand new operating system. iOS 17, iPad OS 17. But Don't update immediately. <laughs> Give it some time. There's some really great new features, and I will put together, working with Mac Rumors, I'll put together the complete detailed little mini instructions for each of the new features you'll care about and the list of the others you don't. But every time for the last, I don't know how many years, Brian, when Apple has come out with the annual major new operating system, yes. There have been significant bugs. 16 was probably the exception to that. There were bugs, but there weren't any significant ones. With 15, yeah. oh, well, your mail didn't work. Yes. Actually, since that last security patch, my iPhone seems to be much less stable. I get apps freezing like oh, wow. 10 times a day. Okay. Really? Um, and having to force close them and wow. return. So, I haven't yeah, noticed that. I don't know if it's going one app, my breaking news app, has not been giving me the hourly newscasts. Um, I have to force close it to get the list. But other than that, I've been fine. Yeah, so please, look through the stuff. See what you care about, don't care about, in particularly the new operating system. But please, 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 when it comes out on Monday and it pops up on your phone, says iOS 17 is available or iPadOS 17, please don't. Apple is already working on the first update to that. It'll probably be out by the end of the week next week. And that would be the good time yeah. to update. And I don't honestly understand this is because they have literally somewhere upwards of 4 million people have been beta testing is the old word. They've mm -hmm. been running the release candidate of iOS 17. Apple gets all that telemetry and makes the changes. Yep. Yet every year when it comes out, once you and I start using it, <laughs> yeah. they it find... Yeah. <laughs> And they find all these all these bugs. Some are annoying, some are significant. So we don't know. So we'll find out. So trust me, please hold off on that. Especially if you live on your phone. If you do work on your phone, if you're a carpenter or somebody that, and you have to post stuff on behalf of your boss or your clients, you need to know that your phone or your iPad is going to be working and not have annoying issues. So yeah, you DocuSign or use like you know yeah, real estate agents. Like please, that. if you're a real estate agent, please. Hold off just for a week. It'll all be At there, least. and then and then we can also give you the guides that will go through that. I want to say a special hi to Craig and Marissa from Backfit um, with our two homestay girls. Now I'm checking out places to take them, so I went hiking up what we used to call John Dean Park. It's now Clay Wilnook in First Nations name. You won't recognize that because if you see the sign, it's now in First Nations. It looks like it's a La Well New. Yep. But the Sayout First Nation says, no, it's actually pronounced Clay Wilnook. Okay. So try, anyway, I was up there, and I ran into Craig and Marissa. They were shooting a couple of videos for, they run the back fit Victoria for people that are recovering from back injuries, things like that. So sure, yeah. they wanted me to take some photos of them, and it prompted what came into uh, item number 30 in the notes, because I showed them how to change the, the aspect ratio on their iPhone so they would get full-frame pictures that match the size of your TV screen and your computer, mm -hmm. and they go, how do you do that? Wait, wait, show me. What. So I showed them what we did, and they said, you should tell everybody about that. Craig recognized my voice from the show, so hi, Craig and Marissa and gang. 
up there. So I put it in there. So on an iPhone, you want to open the camera and tap the little up arrow button at the center top. And then at the bottom, Kyle, you'll normally see a 4 colon 3. Yes, the 4 by 3 ratio. Yeah. And what you want to do is change that to 16 colon 9 or 16 yeah. by 9. Yeah, that's what widescreen is. All our TVs and almost all our computer monitors are widescreen. Yes. The problem is that works great. And then the picture gets bigger on the screen and now you can get everybody in. And then when you go to take a picture an hour later, it's back at 4 by 3 So the, to make it stay that way unless you change it, and again, this is instruction in item 30, so settings, camera, preserve settings, and you can turn on the creative control switch. Oh, I see. Okay, That'd be very that handy for people. By default, when you get an iPhone, it comes with live photos turned on. So yes. whenever you take a picture, you're actually shooting a one-and-a-half-second video. Right, which is really handy for, for sliding in avoiding the blink that someone had when you when it snapped or like yes or the, the getting the bird with the wings up yeah but, yeah but when you send it to people they go why'd you send me a video i just wanted a picture oh does it arrive as videos for yeah. most people yeah okay so you so if you want there's a little bullseye pattern up in the corner there and you can tap it and you'll get a line through it and that means no more live photo okay but you, so is, what's the quickest way then to just convert them before you send them because i love having the live videos yeah but you have to go into edit, you have to tap into live photo, and you have to go off and then send it. And then you can turn it back on. So either way, oh, just okay. want to make sure that most yep. people don't know. It's one of those basic things. We talk about all these great new things you can do on the phone. Mm -hmm. That's one of those basics that everybody should do. Now, if you have an Android phone, uh, it's a little different. You open the camera, you tap on the aspect ratio. Normally, you'll just see a little 4 colon 3 and change it to 16.9. To keep it from automatically reverting back to 4 by 3, this is different depending on your version and model, but in most cases, you either tap on the gear icon or the three dots at the top of the screen, then tap on aspect ratio and set it to 16.9, then it will stay that way as well unless you change it back. But the biggest part of this whole thing and if you were downstairs at CTV or in any TV studio, you'd hear the editors screaming back whenever somebody <laughs> sends in footage of the fire or the crash or whatever. Turn your phone sideways! Yes. If you want the pictures and videos you shoot to fill the screen of your TV or your monitor, remember to take them horizontally, not vertically. Vertically is great if you're sharing them on Instagram or Pinterest or something, yeah. even if you're just texting them to a friend. But if you're actually shooting the fireworks and want to put that up on the TV... Right. Then you got to horizontally. Turn it horizontally. I know, and I've always been like that. And there was like the saying that like friends don't let friends shoot in portrait mode or in in uh, vertical yeah, mode. Yeah. But more and more, so much of the internet lives on that mode. So there is a like crackback about that. Like yeah. people are like, no, shoot vertically. We just we're all in Instagram. We're all in whatever. Uh, so shoot both TikTok. Yeah, I would always shoot. I love the horizontal first. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, and then you can move closer on portrait and get that because the portrait tends to be more focused on people, whereas horizontal tends to be focused on people and the environment. But it's totally mm -hmm. up to you as long as you have that conscious thought when you're taking pictures of the people down at the legislative buildings. I mean, when we were on the Alaska cruise and things, I don't know how many hundreds of photos I, t I took for people and showed them that little aspect ratio trick and then showed them the difference. And I said, now, instead of just seeing your faces with this nice scenery in the background, look, there's a waterfall behind you. You yeah. can see you and you, and you can see the waterfall, and I can move it to the side. And it's such a better aspect ratio in my mind for sure, sixteen it by is. nine. Yeah, so um, that's why it's there. But so that's, and we talked about this before. So it's actually just cropping. It's not pulling out more, but it's cropping the top and bottom down. So you set your frame with a sixteen by nine. 
Yes. And I forget, can you revert it? Like if you did cut yes, someone's head off? On you an could, iPhone. You stretch it out. On an iPhone. I yep. don't believe you can on an Android phone, but okay. on an iPhone, particularly if you're shooting in portrait mode, oh, yes. then you can tap the, uh, tap the edit button, tap the aspect ratio button up at the top, go to original, and lo, there's the original okay. frame back. That's, an ex- that's a nice little perk if you need to. Yeah. That's one of the things that the new uh, iPhones will do on the 15s. They will automatically go into portrait mode if they sense a person mm, yes. within the distance that they can blur the background later. Okay. Yeah, it gives you control. But right now you have to tap portrait. It says photo, portrait, video. Yep. Portrait will turn on automatically on the new iPhones. It's pretty Very incredible cool. what it can do. It's, it, it does a really good job in, port, in portrait. Yeah, there we go. So there is tons of stuff in the notes. Feel free to read along. We've got some answers to some questions. Brian's found an answer from last week for somebody as well. We've got some emails and texts here for you. If you're going traveling, have a couple key updates, especially you've heard us talk about Aerolo a lot. We have one small but very key, simple solution to make sure you don't have any problems with that. So take a look at the show notes at shownotes.ca. And if you're listening to us live on Saturday morning, this is your chance. Text, emails, phone calls are now open. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. 250-386-1161 on any type of phone. Texts will route through to 107010. If you do that, please include your first name somewhere beginning or the end of whatever you say or ask. 107010. And you can also email us at techtalk. T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K at cfax1070.com. As we continue on Tech Talk for the Heritage Acres Fall Harvest Fair, as I drove in this morning from Sydney, I saw them getting the old ancient thresher ready to go, the steam-powered thresher and engine out there. I'm going to take the girls out, show them that part of our farming history. Amazing volunteers. That's on all weekend out at Heritage Acres on the peninsula. We were mentioning, uh, Kyle and Brian, about the older... Uh, devices on Apple getting critical security updates. We were talking about iPhones and iPads, but we should also mention... That know, also applies to Big Sur and Monterey for your Mac. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's really important. So uh, it's Big Sur 11.7.10, Monterey 12.6.9. You don't need to remember that. If you have a Mac, please click on the Apple logo in the top left corner of your screen, click on About This Mac, and then on Software Updates. And if there's one there, there is. We, uh, I want to get Atan's opinion on this one because we had talked about it before and he said he wasn't as concerned about them ro- rolling off the end like this, these OSs and how like secure they were, like especially if you're using an old iPad to watch movies while you're in the kitchen. If you, you know, if it's, there's nothing they could really compromise. I guess even if your emails aren't there though, your exactly. email is the gateway to everything yep. else. So, yes. But and I'd like to hear what he has to say about yeah, that one. Yeah, we'll ask him. Um, and also keep in mind, and this is the frustrating part, the banks, the insurance companies, the credit cards will use any excuse to not give you back money if you've been scammed. And this is one of their favorite excuses. Uh-huh. You're running a device that's not supported. Is this, I wonder if you can send me some stuff because I did a ton of research on this recently yeah. and I could not find anywhere in their terms of service for Visa or MasterCard or anything that specifically said anything about out-of-date software. Yeah, it's, um, that stuff involves cases. the law. I will see. I've got yeah. it from clients who I've yeah. helped who've run into this and then the bank said, no, that's $27,000. We're not giving that back unless you sign this statement. Okay. I was just and hoping so, to have something I can cite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's really hard to get good documentation on that. They don't really want to give it to you. Exactly. Yeah. Because then you'll put it on social media, not you, but everybody will. And then they'll look, they'll, they'll look bad out there. Exactly. Yeah. And also just to be absolutely crystal clear, there is still an update for like 
newer Macs too. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, that Just one came out last clear. week. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, if you follow along and follow the bouncing ball on this program, you you did that one uh, last week. A uh, couple travel ones here I wanted to mention. Uh, friend Bernie is going to go see his granddaughter again in Copenhagen in Denmark. He went before, helped him with a couple little tricky things there. And I mentioned to him in passing that Canadians need to apply for an Etias visa waiver before heading to Europe. We had mentioned this a couple months ago. Not now. If your trip is in January, it starts in the new year. Etias is the European Travel Information and Authorization System. The EU created it in an effort to identify any risks associated with visa waiver-exempt visitors traveling to Europe. The waiver is simple, costs €7, which is about $10 Canadian. And Bernie said, well, no, I don't have to do that because I'm exempt because I'm over the age of 70. I said, hmm. So I went hunting, and it took me a few minutes to find it. Mm -hmm. And Bernie's half right. I texted him last night. Canadians under the age of 18 or 70 years of age and older do not have to pay the Etias visa waiver. But you do still need to get the waiver. You just don't have to pay for it. <laughs> you, just, you get the senior rate is all? You yeah. save 10 bucks? Yeah. That's not very clear. You yeah. could, you're going to have some seven-year-old show up. And, and as oh. I say, I had to hunt for it. It's not crystal clear. This is a new thing. And trying to get the European Union to agree on anything yeah. is sort of like getting all the municipalities in Greater Victoria to agree on anything. <laughs> as Jack Knox used to call it, dysfunction by the sea. Um, so this is a work in progress, and there will be several updates. But yes, so again, if you are going to Europe starting in 2024 at any age, you do need a visa waiver if you are a Canadian. It's 10 bucks, 7 euros if you're average age, if you're under the age of 18 or 70 or older. You don't need to pay it, but you still need to get it or they're not letting you in. And is it aware? I forget. Can you fill that out at the airport? Like, is there a way to do it? You do it online. Customs, or you have to do it. If you fill it out at the airport, you go over there to the and line up with all the other people waiting for the one computer terminal to fill it up <laughs> before you get in line to talk to immigration. Okay, so there, uh, you're yeah. not totally hooped, but you yeah. should just get it. Done. It was like the same thing when they had when we had to use um, one for coming back. Um, oh, can arrive can arrive can. can yeah, same thing. Yeah, you needed it, and if you didn't have it, they put you on the corner and said, you. yeah, so I just okay. want to mention that one. One other travel-related one there, uh, we're big fans of the Aerolo app, which allows you to add a second phone number to your phone via an eSIM. By the way, hi to Susan and Morley. Hopefully they're not listening to us. They are enjoying Europe. Uh, set them up with that. So they they sent me a really uh, nice picture of them at the Trevi Fountain in Roma. Is it technology all good, especially your Find My Car app, also luggage tracker. Cheers, Morley. Thank you. That was really nice that they would do that. The Find My Car app, by the way, going off on a tangent. They don't have a car. But uh, when they get out of their hotel or wherever uh, they're staying, they tap Park My Car Here. And oh, then when they want to uh, walk back to where they're staying, yeah. then they just says, take me back to my car. There is uh, no vehicle. Clever. Oh, uh-huh. It's a free app. It's called Find clever. My Car. Yeah, the, and they've got the luggage trackers. So Maps has it built in. Apple Maps has it built in for you. Want, I don't even think about. It. I'm in a parking lot, and then I'm coming yes. back, and I can find. But that doesn't work if you don't have a car. It only parks right. your car and tells you where your parked car right. is when you have a car. So if you're yeah. right, it can sense. It senses that yes. you're actually driving and stopping. Anyway, the point we're making here: um, most of you have had no problem activating your eSIM um, on Aerolo when you reach the foreign destination. But Aerolo sent a message to me. They said the solution for virtually everyone who needs their help is very simple, Kyle. Restart. 
doesn't matter whether you're using an Aerolo eSIM or a Verizon eSIM or who knows whatever eSIM in country X. Yep. After you hit the activate button, right. whether it works or not, restart and then it it works. Okay, great. Good to know. Yeah, that's a yeah. simple one. Thank God. So, uh, item 22 in the show notes, I've updated my handout on how to use an eSIM to include that instruction. It includes which settings to change when you go and when you return. You can download it. It's item number 22 in the show notes. Okay, to the phone lines. And Marie. Hi, Marie. Good morning. Oh, good morning. I've uh, had a... Uh, I've been just uh, watching the things, uh, videos, uh, surfing, whatever, and all of a sudden, I'm not on anything really you know, dark or anything like that. But all of a sudden, the screen goes blue and it says locking and then the whole darn thing shuts down. What device are you on, Marie? Uh, I'm on a PC laptop and I upgraded the hardware about three years ago. And so so it says locking? It actually says the word locking? Yeah, the screen goes blue and it says locking and then uh, and then the whole thing just... And it's usually just nothing, you know, like watching a... Uh, yeah. uh, either reading my email or 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 I'm on Chrome or uh, watching yeah. YouTube and all of a sudden I, no warning absolutely nothing yeah. I kind of sit there and it's happened three times in the last six months and it turns off you were saying yeah are you sure it's not it's, sleeping no no it's it's completely shut down it's completely powered down the fact hmm. that it says locking that's not a word I mean you can yeah. lock a computer we encourage you to but seeing right. the word locking I would want to start by going into your control panel and go into your uninstall a program list and see if there's anything in there that doesn't make sense. Um, and so the only way you can get it back is by pressing the power button when this happens, Marie? Uh, when it happens, I unplug the cord. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just you know, okay. the whole thing. I'll wait a few minutes and then turn it on. Okay, so videos use a lot of energy uh, and they generate a lot of heat. So it's possible that there is a thermal switch in there and there's a little fan that's right above the brain at the core of the computer. And if it's overheating, then it will do that. Okay, but saying awesome. locking I, I, I is took weird. The battery out months yeah. ago, by the way. But, yeah, so. hold on. We're just going to talk to you off there because I want to. We're, we're all thinking this one through. What else could it be? We sometimes overthink these. That would be my first thought. Would be to check to see if the thermal paste has dried out and it's exactly. over and it's overheating. It's protecting itself. Yeah, yeah. it's protecting itself. Okay. But she said it happens when she's doing email too. Okay, stay tuned. We'll see if we have an answer. Now, tech talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for our September 16th and 17th edition of 2023, glad to have you along. If you're just tuning in, Kyle Wilson has come in studio to help us answer your questions. Kyle is a Colwood-based IT specialist, Wikipedia administrator, tech editor for Business Insider and other publications, and you might have seen his happy, smiling face on Global News last weekend talking about the critical Apple updates and why they were so critical. Thanks for coming in. Glad Thank to have you for having me. Okay, so following up. So Marie, who had the thing where it was locking, so yeah. you found the locking issue. Yeah, I didn't realize that, that it would say this, but when it is overheating, Windows will say locking before it shuts down. So indeed, that's what yeah. our thoughts were, is likely with, I mean, it should have when she did this upgrade, but maybe the tech didn't replace the thermal paste yeah. on her uh, processor so that it can be cooled properly. Yeah. Normally, if it gets to, if, uh, depending on the motherboard, the thermal switch, it's like a circuit breaker, it goes... <coughs> And the screen is gone. You don't get yeah. any gentle into the night. Like no, that, that, right. that was what was confusing that, yeah. us is because normally it's just you're doing gone. something and, and then, then just bang, your screen's black. Yeah. That's it. Nothing. Right. Yeah, I so Marie did say that it has been running really hot lately. It's yeah. 10 years old, she said, and she got it upgraded to SSD and every about three years ago. So that normally we try to encourage when you're doing an SSD upgrade to redo the thermal paste anyway. 
Yeah, some people would recommend. In it's like regrouting the. It's like regrouting the shower when you paint the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing to do that. Yeah, yeah, they're unrelated, but it's it's just a good thing to do. While you're yeah. while you're in there, it's relatively easy. You need, need to obviously be sensitive and be good at applying the paste, but it's relatively straightforward. And paste is pretty inexpensive. Yes. Okay. Back to the phone lines and Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX 1070. Hi, I've been having a problem with Messenger. Uh huh. What sort uh, of device are you on, Leslie? Uh, I'm on an iPhone 13. Okay, and so you're accessing Messenger through the separate Messenger app, or are you accessing it through a button in Facebook? Uh, well, it's a button that's blue with a wave. Yeah, and that, and you're going directly to that right from your home screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. User, but it's not working now. What happens when you tap on it? Uh, it just, I, it, I've got it once in my library and yep. once. Uh, another page on my uh, iPhone. Okay, mm-hmm. you can have it more than once page. It's like having yeah, it's like having several doorways. It takes you to exactly the same place. But what happens when you tap on it? Uh, if I'm on the first page, I tap on it and it takes me over to the library app. Okay. So, Kyle, couple things to do. As much as the geek in us would like to know what's causing her problem, Leslie would just like it to work. So, a couple things. Probably reinstalling the app would be a good uh, yep. point. It's not a risk to any of your data. No, it's, it's all, all on, on the, the cloud. cloud. So just hold your finger on either one of the messenger icons uh, for about 10 seconds. They will all start to wiggle like they're all shaking in an earthquake. There'll be a little minus in the corner and tap delete. And it'll say remove from home screen or delete app. You'll actually delete the app. Then you'll go back to the app store and search for Messenger, and you will see that it's already got a cloud with a down arrow, indicating you've already had it, no questions asked, just tap it and we'll reinstall it. That solves most of the problems. Uh, You mentioned, Kyle, that in the case of Messenger, all the data is on the cloud. Yes. With other apps, depending on where they come from, you want to make sure first, before you uninstall an app, if it's being buggy, you want to make sure you've done an iCloud backup just to make sure that the data that goes with it, like if it's your fitness app, you yep. want to make sure that your history of your runs and your hikes and everything is all backed up on the, on the cloud. Yeah, it's like tied to your account, not just tied to your device. Yes. In the case of Messenger and Facebook, it's on their servers, so not a problem, but if, if it's other apps. And that, that should do it. If that doesn't solve it, then log out, log back in. But it sounds like you can't even get into the app. Yeah. Oh, that's true. If you can't even get into the app at all, uh, Leslie, then uninstall it, reinstall it. If you can get into the app, but then once you go somewhere, it starts being weird, then go up to the arrow in the corner and tap log out or sign out. And then... And you can cover your bases by doing a hard reset of your phone, too. Yep, that's also... Because it just sounds like a buggy app. Like, that is a very established app. Something's just being buggy, It you know... Yes. You just need it to flush it out. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Bruce was texting, any update on online passport submission for renewals? There was an update in May to expect this in the fall. No, Suzanne and I just realized that our passports expire in February. So hoping to avoid the lineup down at the Bay Center, although you can make an appointment. So I will check. Um, but Brian, last I heard, that was still coming sometime this fall. Technically, we're still in summer, so they have an excuse. It's a big deal. 
for the government of Canada to make it so you can apply for a passport renewal online. Yeah. It's a big deal. It needs to be very secure and locked Please. down. Please, yes, so you can understand why. There we go. Okay. Um, one thing I want to mention with all the Apple stuff that came out, we're going to go through it. There's some really great new stuff. Well, I'll ask you guys, what struck you the most of everything that Apple announced this week? I would have to say the all phones now have a 48 megapixel uh, main camera. And that they also, the iPhone 15 itself and then the 15 Plus also get the same processor as the 14 Pro. Yes. From last year. Yeah. So what you spend all the extra money for the Pro is coming down to the 15. And then the 15 Pro gets the new. And this A19. is this is a kind of yeah. a typical trend there is there's the divide between the regular and the pro and then when the upgrades m- happen for the next generation that that fall down happens where the pro of last year becomes the regular version of the next yeah. year. The thing that actually struck me and this may surprise some of you and for those of you from the Victoria Mac and iOS user group Charles and I were on the same wavelength hi to those of you that were with us on the Zoom meeting on Wednesday. Partway through the presentation with Tim Cook, they sort of stopped the here's what's new. And every year, companies try to update you on what they're doing to minimize their impact on the environment. And that's a huge challenge, particularly when you're doing a dog and pony show, because it's really traditionally dull and boring, but kind of important. So I thought this was the highlight of the entire thing. Apple brilliantly enlisted Mother Nature in the form of Oscar winner Octavia Spencer to help update uh, its efforts to go green. So they basically had to do an accountability session, and they're all really nervous because here comes Mother Nature, and we got to do this. And so she's quizzing them and very cynically on what they've done and not done. Here's just a little bit of the video, which I encourage you watch. It's 41 in the show notes. Transportation. I'm proud to report that we're shipping more products by ocean rather than air, which reduces transportation emissions by 95%. 95%? Not too bad. I'm also happy to report that we're investing in projects around the world that protect the Earth's soil, plants, and trees. <laughs> Everyone says they're planting trees. We've planted forests. Oh, hello. Where? Paraguay. Brazil? What, are you trying to save the tropical savanna? Yes. And we've also restored mangroves in Colombia. What else? Grasslands in Kenya. Why? Our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere. What about your water usage? We've reduced it. By how much? 63 billion gallons. 63 million? Billion. There you go. Go watch the whole video. It's really Octavia Spencer. And that, to see people like Tim Cook trying to act, because he's very nervous at the beginning, practicing <laughs> what he's going to say to her when she comes in the room. Always. It's, I thought they really did a great job of how to capture their accomplishments so far. Yeah, and that's a fun way where they're like having to defend them and explain them to Mother Nature rather than going around bragging and saying, well, we've done this, when we've done this. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's a cute take on it. At one point, they explain something. She goes, you're trying to explain carbon neutral to Mother Nature? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to try photosynthesis next? Don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really good. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so let's go through some of the things here. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll go through, first of all, the iPhone 15, the four models that came out to try and help you decide, and a couple of things that we found that are particularly unique to Canada. A couple quick updates before we get to the new stuff from Apple here. Thank you, Annette. 
we were talking about uh, Marie with the Facebook Messenger app that was crashing. Annette says there was an app update yesterday that solved the issue of it crashing. The crashing for me was introduced by a Messenger app update earlier in the week. So this is one of those things about iPhones that does bug me. Uh, the app updates are there, but they don't always get pushed out immediately. So if an app is ever uh, acting up, before you go and uninstall it and reinstall it, Kyle, this would solve the problem. Go to your app store. This works on an iPhone or an iPad. There will be in the upper right corner, beside the word today, there will either be a picture if you chose one, or there'll be a little head and shoulders icon. Tap on that. That takes you into the account page. Put your finger in the middle of the screen and pull down two inches, five centimeters, and let go. You'll see a little circle will whirl at the top of the screen. And if you scroll up, oh, look, I've got 17 apps. To I have update. 16. Okay, Brian, your turn. See who's got the most. Okay. Now, those will happen sometime over the next few days if I didn't do that. But I wish they would just... You know, give a button right there that says update all apps. It would be nice. Yeah, but they so do have an update all button, though, once you've So on mine, ABC News, Aerolo, Airbnb, Amazon Music, Prime Video, Bing Chat, CoinSnap, Costco, Google Maps, LG ThinkQ, Microsoft Defender, Remini, Rock Identifier, SoundCloud, Square, TikTok, and WhatsApp Messenger are all being updated on my phone. Oh, I just had one. I have the <laughs> Environment Canada app as one, and then also uh, Facebook. Yeah. That's two of them. There you go. So that's a good thing to do as well. It's not as easy to tell you how to check for app updates on Android because it could be any one of five, at least five different methods, depending on which version of Android and which brand of phone you have. Well, you should just go to the Play, the Play Store would be the one. If you, and, then, and if you're using the Samsung Store, stop now and go start using the Play Store. It's, yes. it's a mess. Every yeah. other store is a mess. Yeah. If you're Android, I would only ever use the Google Play Store. One important text here from Barbara. I'm so glad that, that, that you ask us these questions. Is there a scam going around saying I need to update my Shaw email account info or I may lose it permanently? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I've seen a few of them already. Anytime you get an email, Barbara and everybody else from any company telling you there's something you need to do, must and need should set off alarm bells. Wait, calm down. Who are you really? And if you tap on the name of the sender and it goes blue, tap on it again and you'll get the email address and you'll find out it's not, first of all, it's Rogers now, but it's not Shaw. And if you hold your finger over the button they want you to click on in order to do the supposed update, you'll get a pop-up that says, if you tap here, here's where we're going to take you. And you'll realize they're not taking you to Shaw. They're taking you to some foreign website where they just want to get into your Shaw email account so they can try and trig password resets for your bank and your email and your Facebook. So it can be really hard for someone who's not used to it to parse a URL because they just see a long gibberish URL and they're like, I don't know, yeah. is this Shaw? So like, the, I mean, the first thing to check is all the way to the left is where, there's exceptions to this, but basically yeah. go all the way to the left and should start with like Shaw.com or Rogers.com, yeah. blah, 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 Shaw, slash, yeah. slash. Yeah. This. And so, if you're in doubt, check with somebody. We love when people text us and I say, okay, now tap oh, yeah. on that. Now tell me what it says. And they go, da, 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 dot IT. And I yep. go, well, that's Italy. Yeah. Okay, and we've gone through the geography. We love testing <laughs> Brian's geography in that. But yeah, whenever you get something like that, no, because it, it, it's just not real. They're just And the problem with Shaw's email thing is because it's on its way out is they don't pay for two-factor authentication. So if you were to click the button and then it looks like you're logging into Shaw, but look at the address at the top, you're not. 
But if you give them your Shaw email address and your Shaw webmail password, they now have immediate access to your email account from anywhere in the world. It, nothing challenges them and says, let me send you a code to prove it's you. Right. That service is offered by Zimbra Collaboration Software, the people that Shaw contracted for their email software, but Shaw made that decision not to pay for that. I'll clarify, though. We don't know with a capital N, okay, <laughs> that it is phasing out. They have not confirmed that yes. yet, but this is where the world is going. I think Australia recently did this with a bunch of their big companies. Yeah. It says your ISP internet service provider should not be your email provider, yeah. and we're getting away from this. Yeah. They might decide to port it over to Google the way Telus did. Yuck. They might port it over to Yahoo the way Rogers <laughs> uh, did. They might just pull the plug. They're going to do something. Yeah. Uh, th- what we don't know is how long the contract with Zimbra Collaboration Software is, mm-hmm. and they've got a few other huge fish to fry right now called getting the billing system sorted out for Shaw Mobile, getting everybody migrated off Shaw Mobile onto Rogers. I will say, I was with some clients yesterday, and they had gotten their SIM cards in the mail already. Mm-hmm. It was the easiest thing I've probably ever done in terms of a, a mobile service provider. You just swap the swim SIMs in, a, in like maybe 10 minutes. It's The yeah. number had ported, and then it right. was like, oh, you need to send a new voicemail message. And like that was it. I was amazed at how great but it was. But what about, okay, um, but then you have to set up a Rogers account for them. Uh, so the, it says, it gives you an on the piece of paper you get in the mail, it says this is your Shaw account number, this is your Rogers account number, and we'll send you an email soon after you set up your SIM to finish setting up your account. So, yeah, yeah so it's one more step. I was actually, I left before that email arrived. I was wondering why it was so slow, but the service just worked instantly. Yeah, that part instantly. is great, but setting up the account is where most people oh, really? run into difficulties. The, the migration service is great. It's about 10 minutes, as you said. Yeah. yeah. So... For anybody else that's still on Shaw Mobile, as long as you don't owe any money for the phone itself, please, please, please take your phone and your page of your Shaw Mobile bill and your photo ID and get into a Rogers store and get it done. What's what's difficult about that? Difficult about the setup process because heading down in person to a mall is like very high on my list of things I don't want to do. Okay. If I can do it at home, that's much like I thought this was much more convenient. I would yeah. The, the sim, the migration parts, Rogers gets bonus points for making that part really simple. Yeah, and they give you basically thirty days of so in effect mm-hmm. you're getting like thirty days of free service until you set up an account with Rogers and tell them how you're going to pay. Uh, okay, but that part. I did not find easy. I've had four people have now called me oh. and said, what am I doing wrong? Okay, well, um, so this is your, and you have to, like, they were going to prompt you to set up automatic payments. Yes. And so, so that process isn't necessarily straightforward? Precisely. And okay. where the automatic payments often are the problem is that the card you're using is not in your name. It's your, it's, the card has your name on it, but it belongs to your, the account belongs to your spouse. It's a joint account. Right, right. Because they have to do a credit check before they'll they approve it. Uh, the that's, that's the, the problem. I did this when I was signing up for Freedom. I just pulled out one credit card. I didn't realize it. Yeah, remember you talked about that on the air. So that's the part. The SIM swap part is no problem at all for almost everybody. It's the account part. So up to you. But if you get that package in the mail, then they're not allowed to help you set up the account at the store because you already have an account. You just haven't activated it yet, and they're not allowed to do that. You have to go through customer service. So please, before you get that package with your Shaw cutoff date on it, Shaw Mobile, please get to a Rogers store. Make the effort to go. Just I see. Yeah. But I'm glad to hear that part went well. Back after this. Lots more about the new iPhones and the 
new Apple Watches and the new operating systems in hour number two. Uh, in the show notes, apologies to our American listeners. Hope you have a good sense of humor when you check out the very bottom of the show notes. We have our sign of the week found by Peter. I'll leave it with that. Just above that, there's a picture of Suzanne and I with her two international students, Nihon from Turkey and Emma from Germany. We took them to Wild Play Element Park in Colwood. Both girls completed the blue course. Emma then scampered through the extreme course. I, on the other hand, retreated back to the ground halfway through the blue course with my legs wobbling. <laughs> Could not believe it. Well, I went and checked it out before I took them there. And I, yeah. I went and I walked in and looked around, and they said, oh, I said, we can do that. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the kids' course. <laughs> And when we went there, the red uh, course, which is the starting one, was being inspected. Thank goodness they're being inspected. So yeah. they said, oh, no, you can go right to the blue course. So I'm up there uh, 40 feet up, up in the air. So you're like, yeah, where are we going? Isn't that the course there? And like, no, that's the kids' playground. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> I felt so stupid. At least so. it wasn't the extreme uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, so actually, I sh- uh, so I went back down under the guise of, I'll shoot some video of you guys. Suzanne had been shooting some. So I put a video uh, that we did. I just quickly threw it together to send it to their families back home. So you can watch it and laugh a lot. Along, uh, particularly at Alan Wobbly on the course there. It's mostly on the girls. But anyway, we're having fun there. Uh, homework video for you just above that. Do you, kn- you know this song, but do you know this instrument? I love this sound. It's great. It's video number 44. It's Matthew Tarad. He is playing, of course, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. He's playing it on an H-A-R-P-E-J-J-I. Harpeggi. Thank you. (laughs) G16. It can be described as a cross between a piano and a guitar or as a cross between an accordion and a pedal steel guitar. think of all the songs we've played on videos over the years, Brian, probably Bohemian Rhapsodies is the one that people keep sending us versions of it, sung or played by a myriad of different people. So Yeah, I think was it well, we, we had a great one last week by a different, um, I forget what the instrument was. I oh, was the, last the week. Japanese. Uh, yeah. No, the Chinese. The, sorry, ancient Chinese right. instrument. Yeah. This one, uh, I really like definitely the slide guitar or steel guitar sound yeah. is the, in there. You can hear the slide between the notes that he does. Yes. Also in the show notes, um, there are a video to watch. Uh, and thank you to Eric who sent the Bohemian Rhapsody one. The first tragedy ever captured on film, they've restored and colorized footage of the launching of HMS Albion in 1898. So 125 years ago in Britain, a wave created by Albion's entry into the water caused a stage from which 200 people were watching to collapse into a side creek. 34 people, mostly women and children, drowned. Oh, no. So even though they had these ancient cameras trying to capture the launch, which they did, they did get a little bit of the effort to, to the rescue, the first tragedy ever, and now they've restored oh. it and colorized it. Oh, cool. Okay, quick break, and we'll take uh, the news break with Steve, and we'll come back with lots more, and I promise we'll go through all the new Apple stuff as well as some more scams to watch out for. Now... Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our Terry Fox Run weekend edition of Tech Talk, September 16th and 17th. Also, Heritage Acres Fall Harvest Fair weekend. Rifflandia wraps up, and the Cowichan Exhibition is up in Cowichan Valley. Glad to have you along. Saturday morning, we are live September 16th. Sunday afternoon, the 17th, is a rebroadcast, and Brian Pavlitich, our producer and more, is diligently working away on a podcast when we don't distract him. 
which is very easy for us to do, isn't it? Uh, yes, I know. I usually <laughs> lead it to the end of the show, but then even then we get talking sometimes, and so we've got to cut this up. And here to keep us sane is... Kyle Wilson. Kyle's come in from Colwood. He's an IT specialist, Wikipedia administrator, and writes all sorts of articles for various publications. I haven't seen much of you from Business Insider. Have you been busy with life? Uh, a bit of that, and I've also been doing a lot of case compilations for phone cases and stuff with the new iPhone 15 coming out. Oh, yes. Cool. Yeah, so let's let's do that. Let's into this. It's all in the show notes here. The, I apologize, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, for the length of the notes, but I wanted to give you some specifics to help you decide. So, Apple this week unveiled the iPhone 15 and larger iPhone 15 Plus. The video of the unveiling is linked down at the bottom of the show notes. But in item 10, they both come with the faster A16 Bionic chip which debuted on last year's Pro models. As you were saying, what was Pro last year becomes mainstream this year. The big one, as you mentioned, Kyle, a 48-megapixel camera sensor. That's up from 10-megapixel on the 14th, so that's a huge jump. It is, definitely. It's a massive jump. It also comes with a brighter OLED screen with, uh, yet again, thinner bezels. Yeah, and USB-C connector, so this is the end of lightning. And on the environmental side, 75% recycled aluminum to go into the case. The price starts at eleven twenty nine Canadian. The larger iPhone fifteen plus starts at twelve seventy nine Canadian. So that's both just thirty dollars more than the iPhone fourteens. Brian, these phones are largely an incremental update. Like sort of every second year there's big yep. and then this is medium changes, some really nice exception to the camera. That's the biggie going to forty eight megapixels. It is definitely and yep. and this is Apple generally is on a three year cycle for the getting the the next big tech yeah. iteration. And now, this is the third year cycle. The last one was 2020. Yeah. There's one addition for the U.S. Uh, here. Apple Emergency Satellite SOS Service, which came last year on the 14, has been expanded to include roadside assistance when there's no cell service. That's via AAA only in the USA for now. They didn't say if they're planning to make the same deal with uh, CAA here in Canada, BCA here in BC. Hopefully they do. That would yeah. be really handy for people to have, definitely. That's an expensive chunk of change for Apple to pay. The satellite SOS and the roadside SOS are good for two years from when you buy the phone, and then there will be a price. So oh. we're one year to go to find out on what the price is because it debuted a year ago. Mm. I and, wonder, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're paying a chunk of change because they right. had to set up those call centers across across the world, and then they also had to boost the capacity of the Global Star satellite network because now instead of just plane crashes and boat sinkings, now it's, you know, I'm lost in the woods. Yeah, so, it seems weird that they would charge you for that. Like, that, you, you had to put all that work in to, to do this. How much yeah. more, how many more people are going to have emergency calls because they're in the third year? Or like, Yeah, um, they may set it up on a pay-as-you-go service. So there's a subscription if you live out in the woods, but otherwise, if you need to use it once, there's a $15 fee or something like that because if you're really stuck. Oh, sure. I'd yeah. rather have that. Like, sure, yeah. you if you use it, you pay <laughs> yeah. rather than another subscription in 2023. Yeah, exactly. And another big thing is that for all iPhone 15 models in Canada, also come with a physical SIM card tray, which is unlike the States. Yeah, and you're going, what do you mean? They don't have SIM card trays anymore? No, the U.S. has not had SIM card trays since last year. Oh, yeah. It's all eSIM. Yeah, it makes sense why we can like just roll these out. You don't have to get a SIM in the mail or whatever. Yeah. You can just... Europe up. for now is still coming with a SIM card tray because some countries don't, some countries do, and they didn't want to get divided up into Liechtenstein versus Norway, so they said, okay, for Europe now. But 
And this is one that I did not know because I'm thinking Android phones, many used to have two SIMs. Some still do have two SIM card trays. Yeah. And iPhones never had a two SIM card trays. And then, yeah, and then I had, I can't remember in the depths of the internet or in Reddit when I'm reading constantly, I was like, no, I know there are some iPhones that do. And I said, no, they're not. So Brian looks <laughs> it up and guess what? Sure. Yeah. If in uh, mainland China, Hong Kong, and Macau, uh, iPhones do have dual SIMs. I guess for whatever reason, they're not allowing the eSIM technology. Yeah, and the reason for that is, I realized once you said that I was wrong, but the reason why they do that in those countries, you tend to get your phone call service from company X. Yep. You tend to get your texting and your internet from company Y. Oh, really? Oh, crazy. Yeah, it's part of the culture there. So Apple wants to sell there. So, yep. So that's it. So if you're going to go to Hong Kong, Macau, or China, you can buy one with two SIM card trays if you want, or you can go to the U.S. and buy one with none. Yep. Now, (laughs) (laughs) Apple also released two new top-tier models, and this is where the big changes come in. iPhone 15 Pro and the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Yes, both come with a noticeably faster new A17 Pro chip, a lighter aerospace-grade titanium frame with still thinner bezels and 100% recycled aluminum inner frame. They come with that much larger 48-megapixel camera sensor that the iPhone 15 gets, but they also add on a photonic engine for two times the low-light performance, and here's the big one, three cameras with seven effective focal lengths and up to five times optical zoom. Yeah. And you can do a 10 times digital zoom, which still gives you a 24 megapixel image. Which is huge compared to what phones normally would output. Yeah. So that set the bar. That's the highest bar out there for photography. And we've talked about this, Brian. It's not just the lenses. It's mm-hmm. not just the, the camera. It's not just the sensor. Yeah. It's the software that goes with it to make those pictures go from awesome to incredibly stunning. Yes, the, uh, the, um, the processing, if there's Im- image interpolation, there, you know, bracketing and getting the best combined exposure over multiple, or combined picture yeah. over multiple exposures, these kinds of things. Something yeah. I really like, I don't know if they do it with the titanium model. I don't see it. When I was looking at the other... The regular iPhone 15, it says that the glass on the back and the whatever it is, anodized, whatever kind of aluminum mm-hmm. body are now through and through that color. So if you got a black model before, you could scratch the black off yep. the top. Not anymore. But now the metal yep. is all the way through. But I don't see that in the you, breakdown for the titanium models. I don't believe you can actually paint titanium. No. Oh, so it's only no. in one. It's, it comes uh, it's in straight, chemically treated. Titanium. Yeah, like that one. So you don't get that one on the titanium. But one it can there. be treated. There are four yes. different, I believe, four different uh, options for the color of it but it's not paint yeah i put links so you can see all these new features apple's done a great job of the graphics of showing you what you can do with it the other change that comes with the pro models of the iphone 15 kyle an action button that uh replaces the side mute switch yes and you're able to actually program or change what you want that to be you can it defaults still to being a mute switch yeah but you can also make it a run a shortcut you can make it go to the flashlight you can camera make it go to uh yeah voice memos yeah whatever you want to do and when we did this on talked about this with victoria back in ios user group one of the people was upset that you couldn't make it do two things and like mute as well as this other function I could no because most of us it's up to you but most of us don't actually use that mute switch if we want to do that we would either manually turn on do not disturb by by asking siri to turn on do not disturb by the focus modes 
Yeah, or yeah. or manually by pulling down from the top right corner and tapping on do not disturb until I leave this location. That's funny because I actually, I love the toggle switch. Me too. Especially when we're in studio. Like, I don't want anything to come through. If I do it by accident or something, I want it off, off, no beeping, no, because you can put it on that mode, but then when you send messages, I hate that. You sent right. an email, all those things. That toggle switch kills it all. Nice and it silent. does. It does. I, okay. I live with the toggle switch on. Okay. No, yeah. I never use the toggle. So that's but, why that's why they gave you that choice. So it's not forcing you into something. Is it's still going to be press and hold to mute, press okay. and hold to unmute, or you can have it do something else. I imagine what we will start to see eventually is what we do with things like it's just a number of clicks. Like yeah. a double click will do one thing, a triple click can do another. Yeah. Well, they're talking next year, and this is the thing Kyle said, the next year will be the big one. They're talking about physically getting rid of these switches, and they'll they'll all become haptic touch. So there is no physical switch to wear out. It feels like a switch. It works like a switch. Yeah. But less ingress, one more way to make it even more waterproof. A couple other things, two times brighter screen and USB-C 3. What that means is if you shoot a lot of raw photos and videos, you'll get 10 times faster file transfers when you're dumping them onto your Mac or Windows computer to do the editing. And we're talking about stuff like um, with these amazing cameras and stuff and these devices now being able to connect like this, you can be shooting in studio on your iPhone and have it directly connected to hard drives or your MacBook or something, and it can process and send 4K resolution video down that you at now USB-C cable. Yeah, the yeah the pictures and videos that are going to come out of these things are going to be phenomenal. We've seen the the sample footage. Uh, people like Marcus Brownlee and others are getting one to play with. They got to hands on, but now they get to actually shoot the stuff. So in the next few weeks. But if you are going to be doing a lot of traveling, or you just love taking photos and videos and are torn between whether or not to carry a DSLR, Ron Fraser is probably shouting back at the radio uh-huh. now, but. Yeah, iPhone 15 Pro. So, yeah, just the pros. The old versions, it's, it's USB 2 as far as I know. Yeah, but that's not an issue because most people on a regular iPhone 15 are never going to connect their phone to a computer. They're going to do everything through the cloud. This is for people that are shooting those raw, massive yeah. files, things I, yeah, like that. I guess when you're buying a $1,000 phone, no matter what, it seems like, why are you putting a USB 2 port on here? Like, because no one's going to use it. I know it's only going to be used for charging, charging. but like, That's how much why. of a difference does it make? It's expensive. Apple? Is it? Yeah, okay, oh, yeah. Then there's my a, answer. <laughs> you know it is. So, and speaking of which, iPhone 15 Pro starts at, sit down, $1,449 Canadian. Okay. That is $100 more than the 14 Pro was when it came out. The larger 15 Pro Max starts at 1749 Canadian, which is $200 more than the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Mm. There's the currency exchange. Both will be available on the 22nd there. Yes, and if you were to pre-order online, uh, you, you're probably into November at this point. Yeah, you had to do that when the orders. Now, if you want to get one of these models, any one of these four, but you don't want to pay all that money up front, I checked. The carriers are already offering some iPhone 15 discounts if you buy one on a two-year contract. The reason they're doing that is because then they get you locked into a carrier program and the monthly service fee for your phone, not for the phone itself, but to use the phone, they got you for that. So that's why it's worth it. Um, the discounts vary actually quite a bit from carrier to carrier. Mobile Syrup has the full list here. One thing you haven't heard talked about a lot since the phones were announced, the new models do all have larger batteries, Kyle, but... They also use more power. So you're not... We thought they were going to all have longer battery life. Yeah. They have long battery life. They're all-day phones. Yeah. 
but it's not longer than the 14 because the bigger battery is eaten up by the fact that these new features are going to use more power. Yeah, the brighter screen indeed. There we go, yes. Okay, when we come back after the break, the one that most of you will care about here is the new operating systems for iPhones and iPads will be coming out on Monday, even though we're encouraging you not to upgrade right away to give Apple to get the bugs out. We will go through some of the new features. 20 after the hour on Tech Talk. As we continue, Apple's new iOS 17 operating system for iPhones will be available for free download starting Monday. If you're just tuning in, please don't. Please, just give Apple a week because they have a history of initially having numerous bugs, often including some significant ones. So they'll have another update to the update out by the end of next week probably, and then we'll tell you that. We'll also give you some tutorials. Whole bunch of things here. You will now be able to easily customize what people see when you call. And one that many of you might find useful, you'll be able to send a call to voicemail and see a live transcript of what the caller said. Which is very handy. Yeah. And so if you send a call to voicemail because you didn't recognize the number, and then you see on the screen, hi, it's Dr. Johnson's office calling. We're just calling about your... Oh, crap, I'm going to answer that call. And you can take it. You can take it back from voicemail. Which is yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That flexibility and like that quality of life improvement there is really cool. You'll be able to record a video or audio message when someone misses your FaceTime call. So if you're calling a loved one in Spain to wish them happy birthday, but they're out partying, instead of just saying missed FaceTime call, you can now leave them an audio or video message. So if there's 14 of you gathered to sing them happy birthday, you can now sing them happy birthday and they'll get that when they come home from the party or whatever. So cool. Oh, that's great. That's almost better. You have the video of it. Yeah, you'll also be able to use your iPhone as a camera and start a call directly from the FaceTime app on Apple TV. Cool. Yes. Yeah, we heard rumors about this one. Yes. Yeah. So think of that. If four of you sitting sitting on the couch and you bring up FaceTime on the Apple TV yeah. and you start the call right from there and you put the camera over there on a book. And so that's what they see. They see all of you. Yeah. And you and you see what's on the other end all right up on the TV. Really cool. Exactly. And you'll also be able to hand off the call from your iPhone to your TV. Yeah. So if it starts off as just an innocuous call, but now, oh, you want to talk to the family? Okay, hold on. Press the button and you can do that. You'll also be able to hold your iPhone near someone else's iPhone or Apple Watch and use name drop to instantly share your contact info. This is Apple doing what Android's had for years, but just fine tuning it and making it more graceful. You get to pick what you share, which is good. You'll also, and this is one that you and I are going to love in particular, maybe Kyle too, you'll also be able to start sharing pictures, videos, and files with AirDrop and then leave without waiting for your stuff to finish transferring. Amazing. This is so good. Yeah. It makes so much sense to me. So if there's a group setting and somebody has the best camera, so they take 14 photos and three videos of that, and you say, okay, can you send them to us now? Tap airdrop, tap airdrop, it starts sending. And you say, okay, but, oh, no, you can't leave yet. There's, we haven't yeah. transferred yet. Because one of them is a seven-minute video, right? And the little blue line is going around. Mm-hmm. So now yep. they'll just be able to walk away, and it will seamlessly switch over to iCloud and do that. And this is one we didn't see coming. Later this year, AirPlay will be available in hotel rooms, so you can securely pop your videos, photos, and music from your iPhone up onto the hotel room TV. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. So when you come back to the room after the day out in Paris, yeah. you can now watch it on, on the TV securely. So AirPlay will be a special mode for, for hotels. iOS 17 also brings offline maps, so... No more if you're going somewhere where there either is no cell service 
or where you don't want to pay for cell service in a foreign country, then you can download as little or as much of the map Which as, is as you want. very handy. And you also have no more need to say hey before you activate S-I-R-I. Exactly. Yeah. Before, yes. er, and you have better autocorrect with... Now, if we count on that one, because you joked about that, because <laughs> now whenever you say seriously, she's going, no. Oh, oh they, or sweetie. I always say, hey, sweetie, and it's just always trigger no, Siri. There's the neural engine powering S-I-R-I has been dramatically updated, and it ties into what you were about to mention. Better autocorrect. Yes, which is good. And it'll have corrections underlined, so you can reverse them if you want, because sometimes... It will definitely not be what. Yes. It'll, it'll aggressively autocorrect maybe a real word or something yes. you actually meant to send that's an acronym, maybe. And yep. this yep. will include accurate autocorrect for certain words. So if you say ducking, except if you didn't say ducking, <laughs> and you, you meant said, the other one. You said the other one, it will now put the other one in. It will not try to clean up your language. Perfect. <laughs> Although that was rather funny when it did that. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to have inline predictive text, which will let you tap the space bar to not just finish a word. If you're typing a long word like A-L-U, it says tap to do aluminum. Yeah. Or finish the entire sentence. If it's a sentence you say a lot, or if it's a sentence people say a lot, as soon as you get the first couple words, it'll show you in light gray. Mm -hmm. And if you tap the space bar, it puts in the entire sentence. That's so cool. And these, I'm assuming, yeah, I mean, it works with your predictive text anyway. It yeah. learns the way you speak. So if you use a phrase a lot, it'll start saying, the thing is to, to watch for it. Because a lot of time when you're typing, you're just staring at the keyboard yeah. on a screen. But. Yeah, I'm excited to try that. Yeah, and that'll be really useful for people that have unique vocabularies, such as lawyers or doctors oh. or anybody in a profession where there's styles of speaking and words and sentence structure. And acronyms. Yeah, acronyms, yeah. That'll be a good one. And the other one, which I think is going to be hugely useful, you'll also be able to share air tags with up to five people so they can see and locate where items are. Happy dance, happy dance. That makes so much sense. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so if you're out and Juna's lost her keys, or if then you'll be able to find them on your phone without her having to pull hers out if hers is in the bag or in the car or yeah, something. Or like lots of people who do the air tag on their pet. Now yes. everyone in the family can see where the pet is. Exactly, yeah. So again, that's just, I've summarized the ones that I thought many of you would care about. So more on those new features and changes are item number 16 in the show notes. Right after that, item number 17, oh no, that's not item 15. 16 is the iPads. So the vast majority of all those features we mentioned are coming to iPads with iOS 17, but there's a few other things. You'll be able to personalize your lock screen, including the addition of live photos. That's cool. Mm. You'll also be able to find all your iMessage apps in one place. Audio messages will now be transcribed so you can read them in the moment and listen later. Cool. So if somebody actually holds down the microphone button and sends you a burst of audio rather than dictating the words, oh, now yeah. that burst of audio will all be transcribed so you don't have to listen to it. That's, yeah, I kind of like that you send it to them. They see the transcript. If there's some confusion, they can just listen to your clip yes, rather than exactly. you having to go through and be like, no, no, that's wrong, that's wrong. They didn't <laughs> do that before because the reason most of us would leave an audio message was we were saying words that Siri would not understand and would get wrong. Yeah. With the new neural engine that allows this more accurate autocorrect, mm -hmm. they're confident now that when you do this, it will get it accurate. But again... 
if you go, I don't know what he means by that, yeah. you can tap it, and you tap right on the line where that word is, and it plays you that it plays you the message from that point. Oh, cool. Not from the beginning, so you don't have to listen the first night. I hope seconds. they bring that to iOS 17 at some point. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool. because of the screen. I'm not sure why. Because um, that would be really oh, cool to have. just on the new iPhones? It's not on Initially, all? Initially, yeah. Not just all of iOS? The, the popular iPhone health app comes to iPads. Okay. Not coming right away, but later this year, enhanced autofill will allow you to securely use your saved info from contacts to fill out a PDF or a scan document faster. Plus, you'll be able to read and annotate a PDF right in a note. Uh, and along with the autofill uh, I was just reviewing here, in Safari, yep. you can set up different browsing profiles. So this is my business account you autofill when I'm browsing in my business account Precisely. on Safari. That's great. Yeah. yeah, because you want one sent to the office, you want one sent to the home. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, really you could, good. You can manage multiple addresses, yeah, but it's never been great. But no. to have different profiles set up with different credentials yeah. and whatnot. The other one that I thought was interesting, you will have the option, again, this is going to be an option of having sensitive photos and videos which someone sends to you initially be blurred until you choose to view them. So if you're scrolling through at the restaurant, looking at the photos people send... Oh, and it might be inappropriate. I mean, I think this is also a step between, I hate to say it, you know, between you and, okay, the dick pics that might be coming your way. (laughs) Yeah, so it just means that they'll avoid uh, things. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's just some of That's all item number 16 in the show notes. Back to take more of your calls, texts, and emails on Saturday morning when we're live after this. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Gary Beyer from Tesseract Computers will be with us next weekend. Right now, Kyle Wilson continues in studio with Brian Pavlicic and myself as we go through the Apple stuff here uh, from Bruce. Lots to think about with Apple announcements and Shaw current five-year rate plan. So he's got one, two, three. One, does Shaw slash Rogers have any upgrades to iPhone 15 that we, Shaw Mobile customers, can take advantage of without losing our current five-year rate plans? You no. Buy it, it outright. Yeah, you have to buy it outright. If you buy it from Rogers on a really good deal with that discount and everything, there goes your five-year rate plan So, and your price guarantee. No. Yeah. Does Shaw slash Rogers support Apple Watch with cellular plan tethered? If so, extra cost. Yes, Shaw Mobile did not support Apple Watch. Rogers does. Yes. But again, if you do that, there goes your five-year, $0, whatever rate plan and or whatever plan you're on. typically the watch also costs extra, usually probably yeah, about 10 dollars $10 a month, yeah. Does Shaw slash Rogers offer Apple Care with iPhone or watch purchases? Does it impact current five-year protected plans? Rogers will not sell you an iPhone outright. You oh. have to buy it from Apple if you want to buy it outright. If you buy it through Rogers or any other carrier, then you're going to have to go on their rate plan, and there goes your five-year contract. But if you were to buy it from Apple, yes, you could certainly get Apple Care. Yes, and if you do buy it from Rogers, tell us, Bell, whatever. You can still get Apple Care. Yeah, Apple Care, yep. Some of them have a private plan, but Apple Care is now being added on, and Rogers is now, for iPhones, is going to do um, sort of a hybrid private Apple Care one, but it will include service at London Drugs, which is the authorized Apple mm-hmm service for phones here. Yeah, oh, And a good point you a- added about Apple Care is now you have within your first year, you don't have to apply for it within the first 90 days or anything. That's within right. the first year, you have to show that it's clean and not water damaged and whatever. Yeah. You're good at the start of that, yeah. but you can start it as late. Yeah. So let's say six months into your owning of an iPhone, you decide you're going to go off on a big trip. 
And so now it's going to be important that you have Apple Care Plus. Yes, you just have to take it into an authorized uh, retailer. They plug it into a machine that does a diagnostic that finds out if it's got any current damage, never been drowned, nothing. And if everything's fine, then you can sign up for for Apple Care Plus. And they lowered the price of the screen replacement in particular. But oh, if you've wow. already broke, you. if you've already cracked your screen. You can't sign up for Apple Care Plus because when they go to plug it in, it says, ah, screen crack, not eligible. So, yeah, that's I will okay. also mention that, there, sure, you have, to buy, you have to buy it outright, but Apple does offer uh, no uh, interest financing. No that's more no good. interest financing. Sorry. Oh. Took it away. It's interest financing now. Yes. Shucks. Yeah. Uh, now, we'll see if it's a firm is their partner that, that they do it. Um, they changed that. I forget what it was. Paybright or something like that was the one that did the no interest, but now it's Affirm. They've changed that. Maybe if they don't sell enough iPhone 15s, they might bring back the interest fee for a while. But at the same time, oh, with are. them being out of stock into November, they... I don't think they're going to yeah, do Yeah, they're that. selling enough. Yeah. Oh, they, so they have some examples right here. So uh, 8% on iPhones, APR, uh, and 5% on Mac, iPad, Apple Watch. And there's an example on like an $1,100 purchase... Uh, interest charges are about a hundred bucks. Yeah. So it depends how it's your bank like account is doing. Bucks yep. more. Okay. So that's a yeah, good one. Thank you for finding that. Um, okay. By text here, uh, are we doing hot dog scallop tonight? I don't <laughs> think that's for us. Sounds interesting, but I don't think, I think that's you got a wrong number. I think that's a wrong awesome. number there. What messages we get? Hot um, dog scallop. <laughs> A little different. Hot this is like scallop. hot dogs and macaroni. They're in, Cor- they're in Courtney. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just had to read that out. Uh, from a number that ends in 1878, does any iPhone still have the physical home button for Touch ID, or is everything Face ID only? I think you mentioned Apple was going to add Touch button back on newer models. That is a rumor that in the iPhone 16s, they will put a Touch button back underneath the screen so it won't be a button, it won't take up space. Yes, currently the iPhone SE 2022 is the only model with the home button below the screen. And the reason that's the only model is because with the announcement of the iPhone 15s, one disappeared. iPhone 13 Mini. Yes. No no more Mini. No more Minis. Minis are now in the museum. If you've got one, they're going to continue to support it, but they're not selling it anymore. Okay, here's... So, uh, this is Annette, who uh, was the one that pointed out that um, the Facebook Messenger app needed to be updated to fix the crash. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she's, and I said, thank you. Um, and she said, you're welcome. I work in a Photoshop in Sydney. When I'm helping customers install our app for online ordering, it's amazing the number of iPhones that have more than 20 app updates waiting to be installed. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But she added another comment. We were talking about the screen, res- uh, the screen aspect ratio and how we recommend you put it on 16 by 9 if you want your photos and videos to show up full screen on the TV. Mm-hmm. And that's good. But Annette had a really good point. Thank you, Annette. Re full screen photo resolution. Works great for showing on widescreen TV and monitors. However, I work in a Photoshop and I've had five disappointed customers in the last month trying to get photos printed 8 by 10, 11 by 14, 1620 to replace photos in frames they already have. Mm. Three were family group photos from reunions or other gatherings. They thought it was neat that everyone could be seen without anyone being hidden behind someone else, which is the big advantage of going 69. Yeah. Unfortunately, she writes, 16-9 ratio doesn't translate into any off-the-shelf frame size. 
well, that's where we were talking about. It's yeah. actually shooting it in full frame. On If it's an iPhone, you can still get that information back. If it was shot in portrait mode only. Oh, that's only important. Only if it's shot in portrait oh, mode. Yes. Okay. One lady wanted to print four by six photos from albums she was sending to someone who couldn't make it to the event, and she'd taken all the photos in 16.9. While most photos were printable in 4.6, there was significant cropping, and the group photos ended up approximately 2.5 times so, oh, 6. I have an answer for you now. That's Annette? Yes. Yes. Um, generative fill, AI fill is in Photoshop. an amazing thing. Photoshop is added. It's Photoshop. It's a beta feature. So you've got to have the latest Photoshop on Creative Cloud, but you can expand the canvas to as, the aspect radius so you, yeah. you want and select an area and say generative fill. And it will say, okay, if I know what a tree looks like. I can stretch yeah, this tree. It's not tree. going to I just can... stretch the tree. It's not going to make it look like a stretched tree. It's right, actually right. going to create new content to fill that space. Yes. This is like when we're talking about mid-journey or these image generation yeah. AIs. It can it can figure out what the rest should be. And there's really great examples of this online yeah. where people will take a little face or a little tiny image and they'll keep doing generative fill on the edges and see what it keeps yeah. creating and how the image expands. So that would be a great service for your Photoshop yeah. to offer, Annette. So just go look up a Photoshop generative fill. Yeah. But, but you have a really good point there, though, about the facts. So if you're taking sure. photos that you think are go- like a reunion and you think they're going to possibly be used in photo frames then in addition to taking the 16-9 with everybody all showing, also switch the aspect ratio back to 4-3 and take it again and make sure you step back far enough to get everybody in the photo. Yes, it's important to yeah. have it in two different ones, definitely. And yeah. with the generative fill, just to touch on that briefly, yeah. I would also be concerned about you want to make sure about people that maybe it didn't create new people. Maybe. I don't I know if it would do that or not, I've but, it, but that. it would be something that I'd want to be That's concerned about is if it uh, you know, inserted new yes. people in your image. I don't think I've seen it in some of the examples I've used. It hasn't tended towards people, which especially because yeah. AI is bad, especially if there's hands involved. Oh, Don texted in to say you cannot add an Apple Watch to a FIDO plan. Oh, so, no. interesting. Okay. Apple Watches traditionally need to be added to the mainstream carrier's plan. So tell us, Bell... Rogers uh, and Freedom. Freedom now owned by Videotron out of Quebec. So the big ones. The budget carriers don't tend to offer that service. That's what makes them a budget carrier. An important one from Barbara. We were talking earlier, and this is important, if you have an older iPhone or iPad that can't handle iOS 16 or now 17, Apple has pushed out those critical updates for older devices. So you go to Settings, General, software update. Barbara, if yours will not allow you to install 15.7.9, that means your device is really old Mm -hmm. and is going to really struggle aside from the security side. You really need to get a newer one. And to your point, Kyle, you don't need to rush out and buy an iPhone 15 or an iPad, whatever. You don't have to get a new one. You just need to be relatively Newer, With, so yeah. maybe a 13 or a 12. Yeah, 13 is going to be good because they're good for six years. And they're also a lot years. cheaper uh, to now. Well, I mean, like, sorry, what I mean is that as they are not the latest model, they do see significant price reductions. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, <laughs> change of topic, but I was going to go back to that. I just quickly watched the Photoshop generative fill tutorial because I was going to add it to the show. Yes, yes. And it has, I guess I haven't used it in a little while. You can give it prompts. So you can say, they did an example here, like, add a lake. 
oh. to this image or oh. don't add, you know, I'm don't assuming add people it, you for could Kyle. Say just extend the whatever or say, yeah. and then you can see different versions that ta- the, ta- the AI will try adding it in a couple different ways and you can choose the best one. So oh, cool. Just incredible. Yeah, that's a YouTube video. Yeah, could you add that one oh, to the yeah. show? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll watch that one later it. as well. Do you well. want it in videos or? Yeah, in videos. That's okay. a good one. Then we'll talk that. Good cool. morning. I have an Android. I'm looking for something like an AirTag that if a dog gets away from me, I can find her. Options, please. Uh, okay, so yes, so Google has an equivalent. Is it out yet, or is it coming out in time for Christmas? Google Tag. I think it's called Google. Oh, Could you check? Oh, yeah, Sorry, yeah, Google yeah. Smart. I tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come sure. back with an informed answer rather than Alan's guess <laughs> on that. But yes, there is an equivalent. Google Tag Manager, I think it's called. We'll have that for you when we continue. If you want to join the program, if you're listening to us on Saturday morning while we're live, star 1070 on a mobile phone, 250-386-1161 on any phone, and 107010-107010 by text. Please include your name if you text. As we continue on Tech Talk, we're looking up find for those of you that have Android phones that want to be able to track objects you've lost or pets, and I suppose potentially people that are getting forgetful. So if you have a Samsung phone, they do have Galaxy Smart Tag. It's like an Apple AirTag except larger. Okay. Um, but it looks ridiculous. Oh, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um yeah, it's called Smart Tag, all one word, two T's. Smart Tag, where to buy? But the price, when I first looked them up on there, they were ridiculously expensive. I'm going to go back to the search box here. We'll do some more homework on this. It's looking like we're talking $120 per one. Yeah. Thanks. And AirTag, or four for 227 I mean, I thought AirTags were expensive at, like, what, 30 40 bucks. Yeah, month. 35 Yeah, a four for 130 Wow. Okay. Now, these are U.S. prices, too, by the way. Galaxy Smart Tag for Canada. Okay. We'll find out about this. So, bear with us on this one. I promise I'll do more homework for you for that one for next weekend. They are there. Okay? So, but in terms of the ones from Google themselves, theirs is still coming, Kyle. They're hoping to have it out in time for Christmas. Fingers crossed. Yeah. There are third-party ones like Tile and Chipolo, but they, as great as they were, I love Tile. They were from a previous generation. These new ones are so much better because you don't have to have the Tile app on your phone or on somebody else's phone to help find your stuff. It runs through Bluetooth LE. So stay tuned. We'll, so I'll put that on the list for next week. Promise we'll do that one there. Okay, so the other thing we wanted to mention here um, is for the new Mac operating system. Mm -hmm. That is Mac OS Sonoma. It is mostly refinements, includes new slow-mo screen shakers of breathtaking locations around the world. It brings desktop widgets. This one I thought you might like, Kyle. This is item 17 in the show notes. A new presenter overlay that keeps you part of the conversation when you're sharing your screen. That's cool. Yeah, so instead of your screen or you, it will now put you Zoom-like, you know, the Zoom. Yeah, you share it up that's in the cool. Yeah. It also has the same enhanced autofill that we talked about, uh, the better autocorrect, etc. So that's all here. So that comes out on... Monday. Monday. So it comes out on Monday, but... Please don't download it right away, even though it's not as big a deal as iOS, iPadOS. 
The computer ones tend to have more bugs than the phone ones. So just hang in there for a week. Uh, Etan and Charles will tell us when there's an update and maybe, they're comfortable. Maybe actively look at uh, what people are saying online, like news articles, because yeah. The Verge and other sources will definitely be writing yeah. about it if there are major bugs. We'll put it and, in the show notes. And, so, and we'll do that too. Yeah. And so it would be a good idea to yeah. even just keep an eye on it and just see, like, maybe do you want to wait longer? Do you want to... Yeah. Are they all reporting, like, there's no bugs and then you can update sooner? Is that something that your colleagues at Business Insider would do an article on? Maybe. Maybe. You can suggest. <laughs> Uh, okay, Apple's new Watch OS 10 operating system for newer Apple Watch models will be available as a free upgrade starting on Monday. Again, please hold off. Mac, uh, well, I said Mac OS 10. I'm fixing my own typos. Watch OS 10, Kyle, is a huge upgrade of all the ones that are doing it. This is the biggest change, item number 18. It's a huge upgrade from 9. Virtually yes. every app has been redesigned. Yeah, to take advantage of the extra processing power available in newer watch models. Plus, you can also now jump to the control center just by pressing the side button. Why well, did that have to wait until now, but thank you. Good. <laughs> and, and if you're a cyclist, this is cool. You'll be able to automatically connect to Bluetooth-enabled accessories to add cadence, speed, and power to your workout view. Yeah, so they've partnered. They've sort of accepted a standard for how those devices should talk. Great. Now, Watch OS 10 will be available on Series 4 watches and later, and must be paired with an iPhone 10s or later. This is worth mentioning about all these operating system upgrades. Some devices are getting pushed off the back of the bus, but even if yours is not one of those, if it's close, you may find that some new features, even though you can install iOS 17, when you tap on feature X, it's going to say, nope, you need a newer phone to do that because it doesn't have the oomph. So here's the big list. iPhone 10, iPhone X, will join the list of unsupported devices. The same for 5th gen iPads, 2nd gen iPad Air models, 4th gen iPad minis, plus 2017 Mac mini, MacBook Pro and MacBook Air models, as well as 2018 iMac and iMac Pros and 2016 iMac Pros. So that's a pretty good run. We're talking six to seven years of full support. Yeah, that's a decent yeah. amount of time. It's a lot longer than other yeah. brands will support. If you own one of these devices that's no longer supported, we recommend you replace it with a newer, not necessarily new model. That one. One other thing that comes with all this that did not get any attention at all is if you have tons of stuff on your computer, or on your phone, rather, or your iPad, mm -hmm. Apple has quietly boosted its iCloud storage. The current maximum mm -hmm. is 2 terabytes. Yes. That's 2,000 gigabytes, 2 million megabytes. But that's if that's not have. enough, <laughs> they're offering two new 6 terabyte and 12 terabyte storage options. Yes. This, go ahead, sorry. Oh, this is going to absolutely apply to people. There are people that absolutely. this is a choice. And again, especially people that have a, a pro phone and yeah. are shooting a lot of raw files for clients, real estate, fashion, modeling, makeup, and they want to have those massive raw files until they're all done. Mm -hmm. This will be huge. Uh, $40 a month for 6 terabytes. Or 80 for 12. Yeah, and they will be available on Monday. That's 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 a good chunk. We were talking before the show that like it, if you're savvy enough, you can set up a home server in with redundancy with and then connect it online and you can access it from For anywhere. Less money. At those costs, yeah, you pay it off in like in 6 months or something probably. Yep. On the other hand, if you have Amazon Prime, then they're giving mm -hmm. you unlimited full resolution photo storage for no extra cost cuz you're paying your Amazon Prime 
membership. So. And I bet it's paying for them when they sell all that data. <laughs> no, they're... I, I, I they're well, I'll, I'll read the terms of rules, but yeah. I, when I looked online, there were not a lot of people saying that we're concerned about that, so they're not data mining it. Amazon wants to sell you stuff yeah, as opposed to they're not into... Selling you. Yeah, that's, a good point. that's not their yeah. business model. They want you to buy more stuff. They don't want... So they want to know what you're interested well, in. Well, I wouldn't be surprised Prize though, given especially with another news item, maybe we'll talk about when we come back, which yes. is um, how cars and car companies are are tracking your data and selling that. There you go. Final final segment coming back. One I'll mention just going to it, and we'll talk about it. If you don't like the new Windows Photo app because it took away some features you loved, mm-hmm. Microsoft has finally listened. You can get the previous version back. Item twenty eight. We'll mention it in more detail when we come back. Final few minutes of Tech Talk for this weekend. So, yes, so many people have complained about features missing from the new Windows 10 and 11 Photos app, particularly the one that let you search for a face and find all the photos that had Uncle Fred in it. Mm -hmm. Microsoft has made it possible for you to revert back to the previous version, which is now called the Photos Legacy app. I put the picture, a screenshot into the notes, item 28. To get it, you open the current Photos app, you click on Settings, the gear in the upper right, you scroll down, and you click on Get Photos Legacy. Make sure you do not click on the button at any point that offers to delete the unused photo search data. That's the stuff that let you find picnic tables or castles or Uncle Fred. Right, and yeah, naming all the people in your photos. Yeah, so when you open up the Photos app, it's going to offer to delete that data because it says we don't use that anymore. Right. No, I want you to use that. Give me back my old version. <laughs> there yes. you go. Okay, um, if you crack the screen on a Google Pixel watch, guess what? You're out of luck. Surprisingly, <laughs> Google says it has no way to replace the screen on a Pixel watch. That's just wild. It boggles my mind. I don't think that's legal because in California, every bit of technology you sell has to be fixable by right. somebody. Even, right even the iPhones now, uh, the new ones have screws on the bottom, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, at the bottom of the phone. There we go. If you have really old but important emails dating back to the days of Outlook Express, Brian, you found a tool that should oh. allow you to convert them into a format that can be accessed by current email programs. Right. That's, we added that to the show wrote notes. Item There's, 32. Yep. SysTools is the company, and you can get it to recover old data files. $30 US. Okay, we'll leave you with one more bit of audio. This is really cool. Uh, remember Jackson Brown, Doctor My Eyes? So he's collaborated with Playing for Change, Playing for Change, to bring back Jackson, a couple of his original musicians, and eleven of the greatest musicians. But they're gathered around the world, so they've recorded their tracks and mixed it all together for a stunning rendition of his classic. We got to go. Got to get out here. Thanks, Kyle, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Find Kyle's contact info along with Brian's and mine in the show notes, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll have to talk about the cars and privacy next week. And so it goes. (laughs) 